0: Log Talk Radio.
1: And my heart podcast. I hope pray that you all had a great day. For those who are on Blog Talk Radio, sorry we had some technical difficulties, but we are on the air now. We are on the air now. And so um we're gonna go ahead and just go straight on to the show. For those who are on um blog talk radio, if you want to see the video version of Reconnect My Heart, go to Reconnect My Heart's podcast dot com that's ReconnectMyHeartPodcast.com. dot com, and so what we having today we having a very special guest we have a special guest with a very special topic um, on today's show we're going to talk about dealing with courtship waiting on a spouse or waiting on a, a relationship and uh, also how to wait we're going to talk about that and so much more in the episode. Called Singleness, and Dating God's Way with our very special guest, Miss Emily May Dunbar. Miss Emily May Dunbar. Hi, ma'am.
0: Hello, Brother Frater. Hi, everyone. How are you doing?
1: Good. Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Thank you so much for your patience. Um, this has been a grueling couple of minutes, but... Um, no matter what, I just thank God that um, everything worked out and also found out another way if I have a problem. Again, hey, I found out how to have that ram in the bush working. So I appreciate that. But um, how was your day today?
0: It's been good. It's been busy. Sunday is the Lord's Day for church and fellowship with members at the church and then just spend time with family and then i'm here so it's been a good productive restful day
1: yes good 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 now um miss dunbar um if you don't mind if you can first um introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about yourself
0: yes hi everyone once again my name is um emily may Esther Dunbar and I am originally from Liberia, Monrovia, Liberia West, West Africa and I am a certified life and premarital coach. I graduated from Health Coach Institute with a certification. Um, I am a daughter. I'm a sister and a lover of Jesus. Um. I have my bachelor's degree in social work, and then my master's in church leadership. Um, and I'm the founder of Menden Heights Life Coaching, uh, Brother Prater. I don't know what else.
1: <laughs> you know, that's you know what that's that's fine. Um, I wanted, and I'm glad you uh, you gave your credentials because um, this topic right here is a very touchy but very needed conversation that we must have, especially within our churches and also uh, even just talking about, we're definitely going to segue leading up to a huge event that we're very much looking forward to on next Saturday. We're going to make sure to really emphasize next Saturday for those who are needing a word from God, those who really just want to just um, know how to Uh, not just walking this singleness, maybe preparing for marriage, or even those who are married, this topic Mm -hmm. really hits home with a whole lot of us. And so um, this coming up Sunday uh, from 8 to 12 p.m., 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, there's going to be a summit called Submission Summit. Understand the Power of Submission, and uh, we have some great speakers that's going to be on there for those who are interested in purchasing tickets. Uh, I'm definitely going to have the link below, and um, you don't want to miss it. This is not just in person, but also online. So um, we're definitely going to uh, talk about that. So please, please, please stay tuned for more information pertaining to it. You don't wanna miss it. This 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 coming Saturday, September the seventeenth, from eight AM to twelve PM, uh Submission Summit. It is not just in person, but it's online. So and um Miss Uh Dunbar is uh the host that has a lot of great wisdom and uh information that she will be sharing along with several other speakers. Uh, uh another uh host will be Miss Gloria Howard, Miss Gloria Howard and Miss Emily Mae Dunbar will definitely be on here to give us some great information. So, um Miss Dunbar, um with your education and your degrees, uh what made you uh pursue that particular uh field?
0: to be a certified coach, relationship coach?
1: Yes, ma'am. Yes,
0: ma'am. It's something that I have always, I've always had a passion for relationships. Every time, I usually tell people that the greatest institution that God ever created was the institution of marriage. And I have always been a fan of, healthy relationships and understanding how or what it means for relationships to thrive because we are in a generation we're in a world where people are just in a relationship and they're surviving but reading the bible reading genesis when god told adam when god was the one who looked at adam and said it is not good for man to be alone that means that eve had a purpose in his life and a relationship is not just to hold hands and post on Instagram and Facebook or anything like that. It's to really bring glory to God. And throughout my life as a child, I've always been interested in people's relationships and wanting to know how things are going or how they're making their marriage work or if they've gotten a divorce, like what led to divorce and all of that and to see how I can even make that applicable in my own life, you know. And I grew up with my parents. Like, I am from a divorced home. You know, my parents got a divorce when I was about 10 years old. Um, they got a divorce, and that affected me uh, in a way because both of my parents were in the home. And then all of a sudden they're separated. I thank God that my mom was able to remarry to an amazing man um, who is not even, I don't see him as a stepfather, but who's a father in my life. Um so just, like, from seeing broken homes and, like, experiencing divorce as a child um, from my parents really affected me, and it also motivated me to sit back and, like, hey, there's a formula on how to – have a successful marriage and that formula is the bible like the word of god is literally the ingredients to have a blissful relationship and marriage so from everything i saw in my community in the african community uh specifically liberian because i'm from liberia like seeing all the demise of marriages and all of that uh, I started praying to God and asking God to lead me. I said, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? You know, and I just remember one day, like driving to work, driving to work, and I just heard the Lord give me the name Mending Hearts. And I was like, why, why that name? And he said, I'm going to mend your heart so that you can mend the heart of others. Now in terms of relationships. Um, because that's always been my passion. Like if you look at my Facebook, you look at my posts, everything I talk about. is in line with relationships of of some sort. So I think my passion, the passion has always been there and I think I really just started walking in my purpose about two to three years ago.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And you know, it's funny, um, l- Matter of fact, men and hearts. And when you were speaking about that, uh, it made me remember when uh, God led that phrase: "Reconnect my heart, reconnect my heart." Mm. And it's funny, but a lot of time when we think about uh, failed relationships, divorce, breakups, a lot of times people mm-hmm. look at that or think about secular relationships. But it's so many broken relationships within the church. And a lot mm-hmm. of times those that are within the church, I'm not going to say all of them, but those that are within the church, they don't seek proper help to get the healing that they need. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there are some within the church, um, there are no resources accessible or available to those who are dealing with it within the church. So unfortunately, many mm-hmm. of those who may be dealing with that within the church either deal with it from a secular standpoint or they don't do they don't do anything or receive any type of help or treatment, and they end up living the rest of their life scarred unless God come in and heals them. Hmm. So um, I I totally agree uh, with that. And um, let, let me ask you this now: Do you see much of a difference between um? how we process things within the church as far as broken heart, as far as divorce or breakup uh, within the church versus outside of the church, maybe in a secular way.
0: It's even worse in the church. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
0: The way it's handled. And it's really because of the church culture, right? Where um, when you're in a relationship that is going downhill, like you know it's not going to work. There's so many people that I've sat with and had conversations and I'm like, this is not going to work. But they get into a relationship because of I don't want to fornicate. And those are all good reasons um, when you are ready, right? When you when you feel like the Lord is laying it on your heart for you to be in a relationship, um, it's not a bad thing. But a lot of people, a lot of Christians, we literally put up a facade in the Christian faith. And I think that's part of the reason why most of the time when you talk about Christianity, you talk about relationship, we're supposed to be an example because Christ has given us the manual for us to succeed in relationship. But it's almost like the world, they're making it. And we are trying to play catch up. If you look at the divorce rate or the stats within Christianity when it comes to relationship, abusive relationship um, of all sorts, it, it's somewhat higher than even in the world. Right? So there's, there's some type of disconnect. It's either believers are not getting the message that God has given us, like we're not applying um, what the Lord has given his prophets to give to us, which is the Bible. We're not applying it or we're not understanding. Uh I would say really to answer your question, I don't think there's much of a difference. If anything I would say is even worse in the church. But I can talk a little bit more about that later on.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Um you know, that's that's so on point and beyond it, it's kind of scary. You know like you said, if we are supposed to be the representatives and we are supposed to be the examples, um, of how God wants us to handle relationships, um, unfortunately, some that are outside of the church are better examples than some of us, not all, but, you know, some of us that may be, uh, in the church, um, and the funny thing about it is, um, people who may be outside of the church, you know, they're looking for an example. They're looking for Mm -hmm. someone that, you know, they can be able to emulate after. But, unfortunately, you know, every now and then you may see some who are within the church that are great examples. And, uh, like, matter of fact, uh, my pastor and wife, my pastor and uh, first lady, if I'm not mistaken, I think, they just celebrated their the sixty third wedding anniversary sixty three years and wow. um, that's that that's that's rare you know uh seven children with the same father and the same mother you know mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. you know that you know I'm, I'm i consider that um a blessing and i'm honored to um, know them, be related to them. And so with that, we see that, and we know that true love still exists. But just like God wants us to do it his way and for us to be patient and to seek him, seek his counsel in how to approach relationship and also even be able to understand the assignment of your singleness. I yep. think many of us, um, we, we try to go ahead and rush into a relationship but we have not completed the assignment within our singleness. Mhm. And mm-hmm. um and so once we omit uh once we abandon our singles um assignment and then try to rush into a relationship, there are some key elements that we may be missing from our singleness and when we're going to uh, a courtship or a marriage with that incomplete singleness, oftentimes it becomes exposed within certain relationships or marriage. And then you don't have that um, profitable relationship. And sometimes it can be um, a taxing on an individual or ultimately lead to uh, an unhealthy um Unhealthy, unprofitable, or sometimes even a toxic relationships. No, but um, you, you welcome. You welcome to um, share your input on that particular topic.
0: Yeah. No. Everything you're saying is it's completely right, and I'm I'm in agreement with what you just said, especially when it comes to. But you know, we we have a church culture where, um, which is which is really toxic within itself. That when you're single at a certain age and you're not yet married, people start wondering if something is wrong with you. Um, and that really pushes people to make the wrong decision. Because now if you your friend is married at 25 and you're 28, 29, you're not yet married, you start thinking that something is wrong with you. And then you have people in churches who would come up to you like, hey, um, why aren't you married yet? Do you have a master's degree you have this degree. I'm saying that to say that happened to me a lot of times, you know, when I was um, in my single season, when the Lord called me to go through my single season, but I felt pressured. And if I wasn't strong enough, I would have like, you know what, forget it. God, you know, I feel like the voice of the people is the voice of God. Uh, So I'm just going to find someone and interrupt my single season not knowing that during my, my my season of singleness the lord was trying to heal me from my past you know my trauma but a lot of times we rush people in the church which is one of the things that makes me angry when it comes to christianity is that once we feel like we feel like everybody should be married by 25 and 26 so you can't fornicate forgetting to realize that um, marriage is not for boys and girls. It's for men and women. Not just men and women, but mature men and women. Just because you're 20, you're 30 or 40 does not make you mature, right? It just means that your age is increasing and it's getting off the calendar. Um, but we try to push people to go into relationship that they're not ready for, right? Or I've I've had people, I've been in places, worship settings where people would share their stories like, hey, I'm being abused or my husband is a cheater or my boyfriend is a cheater. And then you would would hear pastors say, you know what, everyone is not perfect. So if you're going to leave a man because he's cheating on you, then you're going to leave every man because every man is a cheater. And stuff like that, when you hear messages like that, people end up getting into relationship where they just settle. And relationship is not meant for you to settle. It's meant for you to thrive because God instituted that union and everything that he created was good. And because it was good, it was meant for you to reproduce, you know, for you to produce something of its kind. A lot of people are being pressured into relationships that they're not yet ready to be in, like i said my if i wasn't if I didn't know the Lord and knew the voices, I would have interrupted my single season because I wanted the church folks you know to get off my back now, other people are not as strong as me right when it comes to their faith and their relationship with the Lord, so they're going if you're feeling pressure. Maybe your brother in the church is in the choir or he's doing something in the church, he's active, might just come up to you and you might just be like, wow, Lord, he is the one, you know. And that's one of the mistakes a lot of people make where you have people try to put other people together in the church. Just because we're in the same church or because you love the Lord, it doesn't mean that you're called to love me or I'm called to support you. You know, yeah. just because we're, we're just because we're Christians, it does not mean that I'm called to love to I'm, I'm it doesn't mean I'm called to submit to you and it doesn't mean you're called to love me. And we confuse uh we confuse like destiny partnership or friendship with relationship or companionship in a romantic setting. So but that's a whole nother can of worms. But, um, yeah, that's just something to say that uh, it's important for people to take their singleness, like, seriously. Because in your season of singleness, it's when God is really exposing you to you, right? Because marriage does not really protect you. No, it takes off the layers. Because now you have one person that's going to see all of you the nasty, the pretty, the the smart, you know, the ignorant, like the things that you say. So when you go, when you're single, it's the time for you to really just like ask the Lord to help you deal with some stuff that you need to deal with privately, you know, that the two of you need to handle, if it's anger, if it's um. If you're dealing with trauma or you have dealt with childhood trauma, like abuse of any kind, or if you've been in any type of abusive relationship, that's the time, your season of singleness, it's the time that you meet that with the Lord. That the Lord, you know, you ask God to help you and you create a community of people that will be able to walk you through your journey. Of singleness instead of rush and process because whatever you don't deal with in your single season, it's going to surface in marriage, and I think that's one of the reasons why the voice is so high within the Christian faith is people don't deal with their stuff. I think people in the world sometimes are more real than we are in the church. We're not real about our pain. We're not real about our trauma, and I don't blame them because the culture that we're in. Everyone tells you to just pray about it, and it's going to go away. Like, pray about it, the Lord is going to fix it. But why does God give us the Bible? It's a manual for us to succeed in every aspect of life, let alone relationship, right? But we really just push things under the rug, and that's the church culture that we find ourselves in. So it's, it's really hard, you know, if you're a young man or a young woman, you're trying to do right and live a right life that everyone expects you to be married. Like, you can't be single and be righteous. You have to be in some type of relationship or you have to start thinking about marriage so people make these mistakes and and confuse the voice of God, the voice of man, with the voice of God.
1: So, so, so awesome. So awesome and so true. (laughs) You know, um, I'm learning one of the things that sometimes we are – I don't want to say afraid I just say uh apprehensive uh we are apprehensive about you know, trans uh i'm i'm be i'm gonna be very um i'm gonna share this with you uh when I went through my divorce i went through my divorce and when when they found out I was you know going through my divorce and also even being in ministry those were opportunities for me to be able to get the help, get the healing that I needed. You know, that was a, a divorce. It severs relationship and not just the relationship that you may have with your uh, spouse, but also it could even affect uh, within family, within churches, um, and, and friendship. You know, sometimes people look at it, differently when you're going through a divorce because you, first of all, you know, you want to make sure if you know someone that's going through divorce, you want to make sure that uh, that person was not being uh, physically abused, mistreated, uh, cheating, or whatever. So when you go through those divorce, uh in the battle of Christ, a lot of times instead of people asking, hey, I'm praying for you. Is there any way I can help you? Do you need to talk to someone? Instead of offering assistance, they just try to know your business just to try to see, okay, who's to blame? They try to find out for their own information, for their own gratification, you know, instead of using it as an opportunity to minister to, even if they had the opportunity minister to minister both, to both parties, you know. And so, um, well, my thing was always been, you know, I, I respect my son's mother and uh, I don't believe in um, saying anything negative about her. And I thank God from what I've seen, uh, what I've heard, nothing is said about me. You know, that's still my son's mother. And matter of fact, even um, me growing up from a divorced family, my dad have always said, that's still your mother. That's still your mother. Haven't heard anything said negatively about my mom, he would always say, you know, they're still your mother, you know, they're still your mother, you know, respect, respect. And so these are the kind of things that I feel like uh, the churches, I ain't going to say church, I just say people within the church should promote is when you find out somebody is going through a failed relationship or divorce or whatever, these are the times for a ministry to actually be exposed to even a kick in, you know. And uh, and not just for the uh, spouses, but even for the children, because divorces uh, it affects children as well. You know, like you had mentioned, for you to be so accustomed to have two parents, and then all of a sudden one is gone. Um, my sister and I was always, um, you know, we were very disappointed when uh, my mom and dad got a divorce, because now my father's out of the house, and we were. He was not just our father, but he was our friend. And, of course, we love and respect our mom. But, you know, we had a ritual that we would do, a routine that we would do um, as far as sitting at home and just watching uh, Westerns and stuff. And so now uh, our planning and scheduling has been interrupted because of divorce. And so with that, these are some of the times for – the church to really just come in and just say, you know what? Let's address this. Let's take the time to really just allow them to share their heart, not just the, like you said, not just the pretty stuff, but even the ugly stuff. Of you know, um, I feel vulnerable, or you know, uh, calling in the middle of the night, hey, I'm hurt, or you know, I'm I'm, I'm missing my father, or. I miss my spouse. Yeah, I know we're going through divorce, but the routine of just having that friend that I trusted, um, now this person does not want me anymore, male or female. So all these things are, uh, I would say these are cries for help that many of us may give, and God is alerting us that we need to address these things within the church, and if they're not addressed, then those who are going through it, we can we can look at the steps that God has given us for us to be able to implement those things into the church. So that way, if we didn't get the help or the information that we needed when we went through, then what we're going through, will be able to help someone else when they go through. Does that, that make any sense?
0: That makes, yes. that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yes, so it's, it's it's so important, you know. And um and, and I really, really, really appreciate, you know, even just being able to have this conversation because now, like I said, these are some of the things that most of us we think it in our head, but we kinda of either embarrassed, maybe shameful, to even just acknowledge. And I tell people, we don't know everything. No one knows everything. And so these are the opportunities for us to be able to network, for us to be able to have these kind of conversations so that way you can see, you know what, there are other people that's going through just like me, that's going through what I went through, that went through what I'm going through. And also, even if you look at, I always think about the disciples. Those disciples were not some elite group of people that Jesus chose because they were flawless. No, (laughs) they were average Joes, average people, just like you and I. They had issues, they had problems. (laughs) Even one of them, Peter, Peter carried a knife. (laughs) Peter had an attitude, you know. And so (laughs) these type of things that we go through, these are to, like I said, not just help, ourselves also to help others and also for us to even understand that God is concerned about every aspect of our life. And he wants to come in and be invited into those dark spots, those secret spots in our lives for us to be able to get the help and the healing that we so needed.
0: Yep. Yep. I I completely. Yes.
1: Go ahead. So I, I so I'll, I'll ask you this. Um, okay, so in that singleness and um, now leading up to you, you, you feeling an unction that okay, um, you know God is telling you okay, uh, it, it may be time to um, you know just be expecting, be expecting there may be some potential maybe some potential um, mates that may be coming your way. Because, you know, at first, sometimes we may be closed off. It um, doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just, we're just prioritizing. You know, um, men and women have different functions within relationships, mm-hmm. you know. And so with, I'll just say like with men, with men, men, we have to make sure that we are not just leaders by, quote unquote, title. But being leaders by position, make sure that we are not just leaders pertaining to, well, I'm the man of the house. No, it's more to it than that. Being a spiritual leader, being a spiritual coverer, you know, um, mm-hmm. even in the Bible, tell us that we should, you know, love our spouse just like Christ loved the church. Christ sacrificed himself for the church. And so, if we, as men saying that we love our spouse and all that stuff, then we need to be willing to sacrifice for the betterment of the family, but most importantly, mm-hmm. do everything unto god you know mm-hmm. so 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 with that with that aspect in mind, um what are some of the things that we may need to do within our or in that waiting period because, like I said, at first, like I said, some people may be um, close to uh, dating or marriage, but now they're open to it. So in that openness or having the idea of, okay, I'm, um, I may be ready for it. You know, uh, what are some of the things that we may need to do during that time?
0: That's a really good question, um, Brother Prater. And I think one of the most important things to do when you feel like you are ready or you might be ready to step out and go into the dating scene and actively look for someone is to really know your values. And part of knowing your values is knowing you, right, because you can't truly know what you value if you don't know who you are. So most people make the mistake of placing their identity once they start dating, placing that identity over to somebody else. And I usually tell people Mm -hmm. when you're seizing a singleness, it's important for you to know your values because when you know your values, then you're going to know what you can, what you should compromise and some of the things you shouldn't compromise. So going back to the whole Christianity thing, right, just because I'm a Christian and you're a Christian, it doesn't mean we're compatible. It doesn't mean we should be together because we love the Lord. There's so many people who love the Lord, but they're not called to be together, right? They're called to be in fellowship, like brother and sister, and and that sort of thing. So I usually tell people, like, know your values and know what you're going to compromise and what you're not. Uh, for some people, there's certain things within their faith that they won't compromise. There are Christians that I know that are like, hey, I don't have a problem, for instance, with having sex before marriage, right? Or I don't have a problem with cohabitating before marriage. But if you're somebody who you know who you are, you know your value, you're like, nope, cohabitation is not it, Um uh, I'm not gonna do this, and I don't. I don't want to have you know sex. I want to wait until marriage, and then you end up being with another brother in the church. who's like there's nothing wrong with it, you know. That can. But if you already have a, if you already have a, you have, you already have your value, you know who you are. You're not gonna compromise that, right? You're just gonna know that this person is in my life just to do what they want to do and to keep it to keep it pushing. Know your value, and also know areas of your life where you need to heal and i usually share my story right all the time that i've been through like i've i've ruined relationships literally ruined relationships um because of the things that i felt like my partners in the past like they should know Like, you should know that I've been hurt. You should know that I've been scarred. Like, you should know that I have childhood trauma and all of that. And because of that, um, it led to a lot of, like, broken relationships that most of the time, it wasn't even their fault. I had to get to a place where the Lord had to tell me, Emily, you are the problem. (laughs) You know, like, you are the one. Like, you need help, not people don't have their issues, but you got to deal with you. And I tell people, like, get to a place where you're dealing with you. And no matter how hard that is, at least you're dealing with it. Because if you can get to a place to acknowledge, like, hey, yes, I have childhood trauma. Yes, I have an attitude. Yes, I get mad. Yes, I have insecurities. Yes, I'm jealous. Yes, I'm all of these things. If you can accept that and acknowledge that, when you get to the place of dating, it's going to be easy for you to be able to acknowledge when someone is telling you that you're X, Y, and Z, that it's not going to be a shock or it's not going to come as a surprise. I'm saying this like speaking from personal experience, right, because I've been through that, um, and I think it's important for people to really get to a place where they have healed or they're on their healing journey and they find someone who's willing to walk with them to be able to um, go through that process or go through that season. Because everyone's journey or healing journey is different, right? For some, it takes about two months. For others, it takes years for them to get to that place, depending on the gravity of whatever they've been through. So if you're in that process of, Yes, I'm ready to date. Yes, I'm ready to go into the world and, you know, uh, to meet my, um, my Ruth or my Boaz or whoever it is. Like, get to the place where you know that if you can look at yourself in the mirror, ask yourself, like, would I date me if mm. I was somebody else? You know, if I was, a, like, would I look at yourself in the mirror, ask yourself, can I date me in this season of my life? Like, am I healed enough? If you can't answer that question with confidence, then that means you got a lot of work. You got you got some work that you need to do. Because a lot of times we're expecting our partners or the people that we start dating to fix our daddy issues or our mommy issues when it's not their job. Like I told you, my parents got a divorce, right? So at some point in time when I started into the dating world, I was like, oh, I don't want to date somebody like my my father. or I don't want to date somebody like this and X, Y, and Z because of, you know, what transpired between my parents. But then I got to a place like I'm not just, it's not their job. It's not my partner's job to fill the void that my father never filled. You know, but you have to be cognizant to like recognize these things right, to know these things, because if you don't, and if you end up dating someone who's manipulated, they're just going to manipulate you, and that's even a form of abuse that we don't talk about. Abuse is not necessarily necessarily hitting someone, right? There's so many types of abuse, like especially the verbal abuse and emotional abuse and psychological abuse that we don't even talk about, especially within the church. Right? Like, you need to see March before you know that somebody is being abused of some sort. So for you to get to a place of, like, your singleness where you feel like you're ready to be with someone, it's for you to honestly know yourself. Because when you know yourself, no one else is going to tell you who you are or who they think you should be. Hmm. That was a lot.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. That, that was actually that was needed. <laughs> that was needed. Um. And and so you know that that gives us the responsibility of just making sure that we go into relationships uh, cautiously, and mm-hmm. especially as believers, because a lot of times we assume like. And and those that know me, I'll be the first one. I'll throw myself under the bus. I used to assume so much, Mm -hmm. for example, because someone that may be saved, someone that, like Mm -hmm. you said, even those that may be either from the same church or uh, have the same type of teaching, maybe at Mm -hmm. different churches, but have the same type of teaching, I will assume because I got it, they got it, and I know I'm going to be faithful then I just know for sure that they're going to be faithful and they're going to Mm -hmm. do the right thing unto God. And my approach was if I respect God and see things in reference to God, ultimately they feel the same way. That's what I thought. And then reality hit and I realized, uh uh-uh, that ain't the case. So Mm -hmm. these are some of the things that, I had to learn, and and don't, like I said, those that know me, I I love being transparent, and also um, I use myself for an example because sometimes you know you don't want to tell someone else's story or something like that, so I always share mine. Mm-hmm. But um, I found out that you know, especially when you're in ministry, you have mm-hmm. a target that's on you, mm-hmm. and to me the devil wanna make sure to tarnish your mm-hmm. reputation, tarnish your ministry. So sometimes he will even send those who may not even be uh beneficial to your ministry, beneficial to your parenting. Um <laughs> and so it just very, it just it just behooves us to be very careful. And like I said, I used to be very naive pertaining to that. And so now mm-hmm. I see the great responsibility, and uh, and what I did do, I kind of I kind of took a page. You know, I can I can talk about this now, but uh, when I was going through my divorce, mm-hmm. I was trying to get me a, I was trying to get me in my own place. I was trying to find you know an apartment here, apartment there. You know, I wanted to mm-hmm. go ahead and make an immediate change, and all of a sudden God told me, "Nope, it ain't gonna work." That apartment ain't going to work. That apartment ain't going to work. I have a place for you to go to. And I was like, oh, please don't stay that place. He said, yes. I need you to go over there and stay with your mother. Mm -hmm. And he said, it's a safe haven because if a single man that's a minister, you may not have any intentions to do anything, but all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it's like the predators may be coming so Use it as a safeguard to be mm-hmm. over there with your mother. A lot of times, that can be a deterrent. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do that. <laughs> and so, with that, that that helped me to even have that me time, and also for mm-hmm. me to be able to see that sometimes, even those who may say, "Well, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to wait on God. I'm I'm going to do it the right way," they saying one thing, but they are exhibiting a different character mm-hmm. or a different thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're so, so on point with that. Um now, we talked about the thing on this and, you know, waiting in mm-hmm. that waiting period what to do. Now mm-hmm. leading up to especially the topic of what we're gonna be discussing this coming Saturday. Now mm-hmm. when it's going down to um we're courting, we got married and everything. This word submission. This word submission. Uh how important is that word in relationship?
0: Submission from from a woman from a woman perspective is a make a break when it comes to your marriage, right? Can can you 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 repeat that?
1: You you were breaking up. Can you repeat that one more time?
0: Oh, yeah. Can you hear me now? I said submission when it comes to a relationship or a marriage specifically. um, It's a make a break. It has destroyed a lot of marriages, but it has also, like, standing what that word means and not just understanding it, but, like, Applying it based off of scriptures and what God says about submission has restored a lot of marriages, right, or it has strengthened a lot of marriages, and I think one of the things that I've always like said, I wish the church as a whole we do would do a lot of justice on is to teach about the practicality of the word. Like we talk about love and we talk about submission and like the man's role and the woman's role, but a lot of times we don't we don't talk about like how to go about applying that now, I'm fortunate right, to be in a ministry where my pastor like talks about those things, but there's so many people who are in ministries or in churches where I've heard a lot of people say that even if you're being abused, right, if you're being hit for um, if your husband is hitting you or um, or anything like stay in that relationship and pray your way out of the abuse or pray. Your, and people have prayed their way into their grave, into their early grave. So that word is so important when you understand it because it, over the years, like people have used the word submission to get to a place where they suppress their partners, right? There are lots of people who've used that word. Um, so understanding the word can make your relationship or your marriage or break it. Now, If you're not yet married, now is the time, especially for a summit like this, for you to be a part of it because there are people who have been married um, or who are married or people who have been married, they have been down that road of marriage, and maybe it didn't work, right? And that's okay. Maybe it didn't work, and that's okay. And you can learn from what they did, you know, or what they didn't do or what the Lord has. So this whole, this, uh, um, the the summit is really about um, getting knowledge, like acquiring knowledge of what submission is, like understanding the power that you have when you submit, because it's for both people, right, for male and female. A husband, in a way, is submitting or is exercising submission when he loves his wife. And the wife, when she reverends her husband and respect him and all of that and hold him up to high esteem and all that sort of stuff, that she's submitting to him, right, as she would uh, to the Lord. So a lot of times we forget the Lord's piece of submission, especially for women, even me, right? So this conference is so much needed. Uh, in this season where people can really understand, like, what is the power behind it? What's the benefit? Why do I need to submit? Like, what do I get? Why should I um, submit to someone who I feel like maybe don't deserve to be submitted to? Well, the truth is you marry the person, you know, so you knew for some of us, like you knew what you were putting yourself in. So, how do you go about doing that? And what does it even look like to be in service to the Lord? How do you go about doing that? So, this whole summit, what's going to happen Saturday is the speakers that we have will be giving us like practical tools and application on how we can go about that. If you can understand submission as a single person, you're not yet married or you're engaged to get married, it will help you a whole lot in your marriage, right? It's going to help you a whole lot in your marriage. And the conference is not just for women. It's for both male and females because we have male speakers they're going to be speaking from their perspective. How is it that men are understanding submission? You know, like what does that even mean to them? Um, what does it mean to them when a woman is submitting? Uh, what does that look like? Does that mean that I can be treated like a property, like I'm nothing? You know, can my husband just submit me anyhow he feels like? Can he, um, you know, say whatever it is that he wants to say? How do you go about doing that? And I think that's part of the reason. Gloria and I came together, like, we need to have, like, a diversity where we are having the men also speak, not just any men, but men who understand scriptures. And Brother Prater, you're, you're one of them, you know, like one of the male speakers, like, who really understands scriptures and that's going to give us uh, um, the undiluted word of God, you know, that's going to break things down for us so that we can understand because a lot of women are confused with this word. Like what does it really mean, you know? And a lot of people say, well, all you have to do is just respect, all you have to do is just submit. But it, it it can be hard, depending on how you were brought up, and the message that was passed down to you, right? And how you saw your parents in the home, or marriage, or whatever it is, um, you saw your mom or your dad or. You know your mom being abused or your father being abused. Like how do you how do you go about that? Like take yourself mindset to get to a place of what God intent is for that word and why that is so important to understand. How that's going to benefit your marriage because a marriage is not really going to be effective. It's not going to thrive if you're not applying that word, not just knowing what it is, but if you're not applying it in your marriage, you know? So, yeah, the conference is, I'm excited for the speakers that we have. We have a licensed marriage family therapist who is a Christian, a lover. Of Jesus that's going to like break it down from a marital and a therapeutic perspective. And then you have someone who's been in ministry, you know, Dr. Perry Joe who's been in ministry for about 29, 30 years, and she's dealt with all of these things like women and submission and all of that, you know? So we have people with wealth of experiences that's going to be talking to us about what it is, like what submission is and how that word has been misunderstood, but how we can get back to the original intent, like what God intended that word to be and what he intended it to mean and how that's going to benefit marriages.
1: Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I'm so looking forward to it. Um, matter of fact, we can go ahead and uh, give a little bit more detail for about this coming Saturday. This coming Saturday, I have it. I want to make sure that I put it up on my phone. So that way you I want me to talk that. about it? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so this Saturday it's from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. and I don't know if you've heard of Kingdom Zumba, and we're going to have activity. So it's not just going to be talking the whole time because I know people get tired, right? And your brain needs to like just relax so that you can get going. So we're going to start off with um we'll start off with a word of prayer and then we'll have like Kingdom Zumba. Um, it's a workout so come ready you could be in your living room if you're in person we're going to figure something out how you can get your uh, your blood flowing and then we have um, like meditation activity that's going to be done we have a singer that's going to sing us into the whole like summit and just like separating us with speakers and we have someone who's going to be doing all of that then we have um, all the speakers, we have the topics like understanding submission from a male perspective, like what does God intend for submission and uh, why submission is important. We have all of these things. Uh, that has been put together during the conference you get a you get an ebook, so the speakers they put their notes together they have used to go along with what they are going to be talking to you about and you can be taking notes so when you purchase your ticket, when you do it online because it's it 's online and it's it's in person when you do it online, you get an ebook when you register an ebook is sent to you so that for that day. Everything is like you have the schedule, right? So that's pretty much what it's going to be. And I know the time seems really long, but after the kingdom Zumba, the singing, the speakers, the breaks, we're going to have break in, uh, breaks in between. So for you to be able to stretch and all of that, ask questions, there's going to be room for Q&A. And it's just going to be an exciting time that I know that God is going to show up because this has been in the in planning for about, like, two to three months that God has laid this on our heart, So we're going to have a good time. So if you, this conference is really for you if you want to understand what submission is, like how to go about applying submission in your life and what God wants you to do, you know, um, as a woman right this message is it's it's just really the focus is for women like what it means to submit but we have men also because submission is 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 um most people would say sometimes it's just one way. But, no, I think when a husband is loving his wife in a way, he's referencing her, right, and he's, he's submitting to her in that way. So it's good that we have male and female speakers just going to be really giving us insight on what that word means. And hopefully the end goal is for people to find healing, you know, and to get an insight. And hopefully reconnect and we're going to have a time for altar call. You know, if you want to read, if you want to give your life to Christ, like rededicate your life to Christ, we have someone. Um, I believe it's Pastor Natasha who's going to be doing that. You know, like leading people into rededicating themselves and like committing to I'm going to start to apply this into my life. How, like, how do you make that applicable? So, yeah, it's gonna be a full day, and the time is gonna run by without us even knowing it. And I'm really excited to see what God is, is, is going to do and what is in store for his people and those the people that's going to sign up for it.
1: Yes. Yes, and um, the information, what I'm going to do for those who are mm-hmm. watching it uh, through social media, I'm going to mm-hmm. link with this uh, episode. I'm going to link it and um, for you all to be able to get in contact Um Mm-hmm. Is there a number that you would like for them to contact just in case uh,
0: they want to call? Uh, um, can contact – let me see. Yeah, they can contact – I'm going to give them the administrative assistance number. You want me to text it to you you want me to just say it?
1: You you can say it. You can say it.
0: Okay, they can contact 530-844-7381. 530-844-7381. And her name is Cree. And shout out to Cree Love, who has really been the backbone behind this whole planning. In this whole thing, she's the administrative assistant. She does everything—the flyers, the emails, everything that you see. Like Cree has been doing it. Gloria and I have just really been just giving her, like, telling her what to do, and she's been doing it. So shout out to her. Uh, she's amazing, and yeah, so she'll be able to answer all your questions. And um, yeah, I really hope to see. Some of you, like via Zoom, that's going to register for this um, on Saturday. Because we're going to have an amazing time. And God is just going to, yeah, the heavens will be happy. (laughs)
1: Yes. Yes. And just in case those who may be in uh, Minneapolis, it is in Minneapolis, 708 First Street, (laughs) North Minneapolis, Minnesota. Five five four zero one. Like I said, it's going to be Saturday, September the seventeenth, from eight a.m. till noon. And uh, yep. I have some link. And uh, it's a different price for those who are in person versus those who may be online. So don't feel mm-hmm. because you're in Texas or in another state that you can't participate. Yes, you can. We have we have um, assets. This is uh, state of the art. This is modern technology. If you can't physically be there, we'll come to you. And I look like I said, look forward to this to this topic. And um, you know, like I said, just thinking about even the word submission. um, The only time, well, I'll say like this: most of the time, we hear that word submission in growing up when we heard it we often associated that with marriage. yeah. And unfortunately, it was an on-the-job training pertaining to the education Mm -hmm. of marriage. But now it is so important to be equipped. And even you may know the definition, you may practice, you may perfect that word submission. That's Mm -hmm. great. But if you, that is submissive, is linked up with someone that's not submissive, then that's going to be a Mm. problem. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. for you to be able to not only know what submission is and for you to be able to practice it or apply it into your relationship, then you have to make sure to be able to identify not just what it looks like going out, but also what it looks like coming in. And so I think that's very, very, very important for us to be able to identify that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So so uh, if you don't mind, um, before we have a word of prayer, um, can you uh, just give those who may be watching, that may be listening, um, mm-hmm. whatever the Lord left on your heart to share with them. And then if you don't mind leading us into prayer um, whatever is upon your heart that God placed in, can you share it with us at this time?
0: Yeah, I just... Um, um, I want to say, first off, Brother to thank you so much for the opportunity. It's a privilege. I always see it as a privilege talking to you Um, and just getting with them. I appreciate you and what you're doing, Uh, saving lives and saving relationships. So thank you for um, allowing me to be on here. And I want everyone that's listening on here to encourage people, if you're in a season of wondering, like, God, am I ever going to do a relationship? Am I ever going to date someone in X, Y, and Z? I would say, like, don't even focus on that right now like focus on developing yourself, focus on building yourself, focus on building your relationship with the Lord, um, and allow God to lead you. Listen, every good and perfect gift is from God, okay? God is not going to send you a man or a woman who's going to abuse you, disregard you, disrespect you in any way, right? But you have to position yourself um, to be in that place for the right person to come your way. And in order for you to meet the right person that you have in mind or that you desire from the Lord, you have to be that person as well. So I want to encourage like the single ladies. I know it's hard. The pressure is hard in the church being single. Oh my gosh. Like when you reach a certain age, everyone is expecting you to have everything in order, but that's not even a thing. Like, don't focus on that. Focus on you, you know. Focus on what God is telling you, what he wants you to do. Um, if you want you to heal, focus on your healing. If you want you to go to school, go to school and get a degree. Um, we live in a progressive world, and it's competitive uh, that you need to have some type of credentials, you know, for you to be successful. And I tell women, like, go to school. Go to school, get an education. And if you feel like God is calling you into business, start a business, you know, like start doing something. Don't just wait, you know, for your husband and not do anything. You know, you want to be able, being a help mean mean, it literally means that you're going to be there to assist that man um, in whatever his vision that God has given him. And in order for you to do that, you have to build yourself, you know, so build yourself for the brothers out there um that you know you've already been ma- you're married or thinking about getting married or whatever it is like also understand what it means to be a man. Brother Prater has an amazing book um that I have read and I'm like oh my gosh I need like my dad is currently reading the book and it's I don't want to miss the title's understanding fatherhood, right?
1: Uh, a Few Good Men Are Passing out their
0: Fatherhood. Uh, yes, A Few Good Men. My dad started reading, and he loved it. So I was just like, it's it's such a good, you know, such a good book and such a needed book. I was even going to do a review on. So these are things, like there are books out there for you to read. There are things that you need to do because... Uh, you have a responsibility. You know, you have a role loving someone when God said, Love your wife as Christ loved the church. Christ died for the church. Okay, so that's a huge responsibility, and it's important for you to understand that uh, to know what it means, you know, for you to leave your mother and your father and cleave to your wife. What does that mean? What does that look like uh, emotionally, financially? Everything, holistically, what does that look like? So I want to encourage the brothers out there, you know, who, you know, you're getting married or you're getting ready for marriage. You are married, you're single, and if you're single, it's okay. There's nothing wrong. You don't have to rush the process. Allow God to take you through your season so that you can um, be healed, you know, and know who you are. But um, I do a lot of singles coaching. I have um, the 30 days. Single challenge that was going to be coming up October 1st, Uh, you can send me a message on Facebook if you want to be a part of it. It's only $97 uh, for 30 days, and you get a lot of um, information, a lot of speakers that come on and they encourage us, and we really try to understand what singleness really is and what it means. And then I do premarital coaching. You know, if you want to go through premarital coaching, contact me. You can go on my website, dot com. .com. You can go on my website and get some information um, about that. You can book a session with me, a discovery call. Uh, And I'm here. Like, I'm really just here to serve and love God's people, but to also, like, Give us the tools that we need to have a thriving relationship and marriage. Thank you, Brother Prater. Yes,
1: yes my honor, my honor. Uh, if, if you don't mind, do you mind leading us in a word of prayer?
0: Uh, yes, I can do that. would be an honor. Um, Father God, we just want to thank you. I thank you so much for your love. Thank you for your your wisdom. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for Brother Prater. Thank you for all those that are watching online or that's going to be watching this, live, this podcast later on. I just want to bless you for their lives. I thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. I thank you for who you are. I just speak life over uh, Brother Prater. I pray that you will continue to bless him and increase him in wisdom. Um, Lord, may you grant him the desires of his heart, O oh God, and May you send people his way that's going to offer a helping hand, um, that's going to help his vision to grow and to touch the world in the name of Jesus. God, I just want to thank you for everyone that is watching and we commit the submission summit into your hands and say, God, you take complete control. It's all about you. And in the end, you get the glory, the honor, and the admiration. You bring forth your people, Lord. Um, so that they can learn and get something, get wisdom. He said that in all our getting, we should get understanding. And he said wisdom is profitable to direct. And we just want to thank you for this time of dialogue. We thank you um, for this interaction. We give you praise. We give you honor and adoration. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen,
1: amen, amen. Amen. Well, I, I thank you so much. And I'm praying for your ministry. I'm praying that God open up many doors, many windows. I'm also speaking that God uh, allow funding, allow funding to come in to make sure that this ministry um, goes. It, it it has the legs to be able to go, and also it has the gas to go and just reach the masses. And I'm praying even mm-hmm. against any and every spiritual backlash that the devil may try to put forth. Every discouraging word, every discouraging action that the devil tried to plan, it is fall even from the very beginning. And so we're praying for God to even minister to those who's gonna be contacted and reached through this particular ministry. And uh and also God send and help your way to really be able to uh, help those who are struggling, those who are needing deliverance and, and saved and set free. So we're speaking mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. over your ministry and also even your your church, praying that God uh, provide extra support for the church for the vision, the pastor's vision, to be able to go forth and uninterrupted, uninterrupted. So we're praying for mm-hmm. all those things. So I appreciate you so much. I really, really, really enjoyed, you know. And this is just the beginning. So for those who are are watching, um, we will have her back. And and especially, I want to I want to tell y'all, this is just a snippet. This is just a snippet of um, what Saturday is going to be like. So you mm-hmm. know, right now we we were looking at the time. We wanted to make sure that cover some bases and especially with the uh the talent that she has, the gifting and the ministry that she's in, I wanted to uh just introduce the audience, um, to her and to her ministry. So, uh I I wanna just uh talk about the uh the the vast um ministry that God has allowed her to be in and also mm-hmm. for y'all to see and hear her credentials. And so God has blessed this young lady to be able to uh be right there on the field for us to be able to get help, get the information that we need from a reliable source and so mm-hmm. um i I thank God for you, thank God for all that you do and you know if people think I do a lot, this young lady she does so much and she she does it and she does it with all her heart. There are some people you can tell their motives are selfish. I can endorse this young lady right here, Miss Dunbar. She she does it unto God, and she puts in her heart. And like I said, I really, really, really appreciate. I appreciate all that you do. I appreciate, um, matter of fact, even before I got a chance to know her even more, I would see her work. I would see the activities that she would do, and, and the main thing she wanted to do is to upbuild God's people and upbuild his kingdom. And so mm-hmm. um I appreciate everything that you do and I'm praying that God help you to be able to really um flourish. Amen.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
1: My honor, my honor, my honor. So so with that being said, I appreciate each and everyone who uh tuned in and we look forward to seeing you all in six more days, six more days. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Sunday is going to be an awesome, an awesome time. And so I pray that God bless y'all to be able to have a great night, a great week. And just remember, stay focused on the promises of God. And so don't let anything or anybody sidetrack you or derail you from the purpose plan God has for you. So with that being said, once again, we want to thank Miss. Emily May Dunbar, uh, Reconnect, being on Reconnect My Heart. And uh, once again, uh, if you'd like to uh, give us your information pertaining to how to catch you on social media or how to get in contact with you, you're welcome to share that at this time.
0: Yes. um, You can follow me on Mending Hearts Life Coaching, my business page, or you can follow me personally, Emily May Esther Dunbar, um, or you can visit my website, ww. com. But if you go on my business page, Mending Hearts like Coaching, you would be able to access my um my business page.
1: Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well we thank y'all much and I made sure that I, I link um your Facebook page on this um uh, episode, the video Version of uh, this episode that may be on social media. So um, this is that her that's a link with this particular podcast. So feel free, you know, get in contact with her. And like I said, this is someone that uh, has a heart for God and someone that's going to speak to you selflessly, not selfishly. So with that being mm-hmm. said, we thank each and every one. Tune in once again. Thank Miss. Emily May Dunbar being on here on Reconnect My Heart. And I thank you all who tuned in. Thank y'all for your patience. And I thank y'all even for uh, holding on while we were going through these technical difficulties. But, you know, I look at it like this. Whenever there are difficulties, they're never trying to distract us from something. So I thank God that God got the victory in this. And I see why. I see why. The devil did not want us to hear this, but guess what? We heard it. And so I -hmm. thank God for everything he's done, and I just hope and pray that y'all have a great weekend. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you, and good night. Good night, everyone. All
0: right.